Hi, Justin. So you are the medical SHO on take. You are asked to see a 25-year-old lady in ED who has been brought in with reduced consciousness after her friend saw her having a seizure, after which she was difficult to rouse. She has a history of depression and anxiety, for which she's on medication, and one episode of previous self-harm. Her observations are as follows. A respirator of 18, she's saturated 90% on room air, heart rate of 124, blood pressure of 119 over 71, and temperature 37.5. She's currently drowsy, but able to answer questions. Uh, how do you approach this patient? Um, so I think really important to, to clarify, especially given that her OBS are at present stable, uh, apart from being slightly tachycardic, I would want a proper sort of collateral history to see whether or not um, there was any witnesses of the seizure, um, whether ED has collected any sort of history so far and what investigations have been done. Um, and really things that I'm looking out for are uh, whether there were any pre-seizure um, uh, sort of events um, during the seizure, whether there was any tongue biting, incontinence, post-seizure, what her post-ictal stage was phase was like, and whether or not she had any loss of consciousness. Um, and considering sort of various different differential diagnoses here as well, um, you know, whether or not what, what medication she's on, uh, whether or not she's got a known history of epilepsy, um, that be key, um, and whether or not she's had any, um, taken any illicit substances or recreational drug use um, will also be important in determining how how we approach um, this, this scenario. Um, I want to assess the patient um, in A to E um, structure. Um, the first thing, looking at airway, ensuring that it's patent, that a trachea is not deviated, um, that she's able to speak full sentences, and if not, no sounds of obstructive snoring noises, um, and suction if she's got any vomit or evidence of foreign body obstruction. Going into B, I want to look again at her respiratory rate and her saturations, uh, putting her on high flow oxygen if she is hypoxic. Um, I'd want to do a quick breathing assessment, looking at her, whether there are any signs of respiratory distress, uh, listening to her chest, uh, auscultating to see for any signs of infection. And if so, I'd get a chest X-ray and get a blood. I would also want to get a blood gas for her just to look at her pH um, and her lactate um, at this point in time. Um, moving on to C, I want to make sure that she's hemodynamically stable, that she's perfusing peripherally, that her blood pressure is uh, within normal range uh, and that um, her heart rate, it is slightly tachycardic. I would want her on the monitor just to check, make sure um, that's not gone up or down more. Um, I'd want to listen into her heart sounds very quickly, uh, make sure she's got IV access, um, good reliable IV access in case she does um, start seizing again and might require that. Um, and I would see if we were able to get an ECG for her as well, just to exclude any arrhythmias. Um, <clears throat> moving on to D, uh, I'd want to carry out a neurological assessment of this patient, checking for tone, power, reflexes, um, cranial nerves, any facial asymmetry, um, checking her pupils as well to make sure they're equal and bilateral. Uh, and I want to check a blood glucose um, as well. Uh, moving on to E, I'd want to look around the bedside make sure she's not got anything you know objects nearby that that might be a problem if she in case she does start seizing again 
um, I want to examine her abdomen um, and just look around, really make sure that she's not got anything sort of dangerous around the bedside. Um, okay, um, very good. So after you finish, uh, as, you, as you come to the end of your assessment of this patient, uh, she unfortunately begins to have a tonic chronic seizure in front of you. How do you manage this? Uh, so immediately, I think I'd want some assistance. So I'd call for help, um, see who's around me. If it's an ED, um, then, you know, any nurses or doctors around that can give me a hand. Um, uh, hopefully at this point, we'll have some IV access already. But um, I'd want to definitely go straight to the airway um, to carry out, again, a structured A2E assessment, put her on a monitor, uh, look at her airway, make sure it's, again, whether it's patent, uh, whether there are any obstructive noises, any sounds of snoring, uh, or any vomitus that can be suctioned out. Um, uh, yeah, and, and really sort of at this point, uh, um, thinking about whether or not uh, we, we should probably start drawing up some IV lorazepam uh, in preparation in case uh, she does, uh, that the seizure doesn't self-terminate within one to two minutes. Okay, very good. Um, so once the seizure is, uh, has been terminated, um, uh, self-terminates, what investigations might you consider for this patient? Um, so I forgot to mention sort of positioning the patient is, is quite important as well to make sure that her airway is not obstructed, but, but I would want to come back and get some bloods off her, um, looking at her uh, full blood count to check for any infections. Uh, you extended electrolytes to look for any uh, electrolyte abnormalities that can be corrected. Um, I'd want uh, a CRP again just to check for infection, um, a lactate and a glucose um, as well. Uh, and I mentioned a VBG uh, might be worth repeating that again just to see if there are any changes uh, from there. And also considering maybe a CT head um, as well as a urine tox screen. Uh, potentially a urine dip, um, checking for beta HCG because she is quite a young lady. Um, and if there is any suggestion of um, overdose, I would want to do a top screen, um, paracetamol levels, salicylate levels as well. Okay, very good. Um, if the seizure didn't self-terminate, and say it's gone on uh, for more than two to three minutes, what treatments would you give this patient? And what would happen? Uh, and what would you consider if these didn't work? Um, so again, so I think I'd be calling for help here. If it is persisting, um, then I would want to put out a peri-arrest call at least to get some anaesthetic or ITU support, um, particularly with managing the airway uh, with a prolonged seizure. I would want to get um, IV lorazepam um, up to four milligrams um, IV. Um, and if she didn't have access, I'd be thinking about alternative routes such as PR diazepam or buccal midazolam, depending on uh, what's available locally within the trust. Um, and if there's no response then uh, to that, then we start thinking about a phenytoin uh, infusion. But at this point, definitely I'd want um, some senior support with that, particularly uh, my medical registrar um, and ITU anaesthetic uh, support. Okay, very good. So let's say the patient um, had a self-terminating seizure uh, in ED, um, and you're handing over this patient now to the night SHO, and she's going to be on a medical ward overnight. Uh, please talk me through a handover for this patient. Uh, okay, so this is a 25-year-old lady uh, who's presented to ED following one episode of tonic-clonic seizures. She's had one further episode since. 
she's got a past medical history of anxiety and depression um, uh, and she has been managed uh, with um, a bit of oxygen. She's had some bloods taken. She's got IV access done and we've sent off a VBG as well and some bloods which were which are still pending. Um, overnight, I'd be grateful um, if you could chase the bloods, replacing any electrolytes, um, uh, correcting any abnormalities as required um, and monitor for any further seizure activity um, with um, IV lorazepam if required. Thanks very much. Thank you very much.